Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. Um, dude, so uh, how are you doing? Uh, we're, we're getting deep into these podcasts. We're enjoying them. Um, I'm yeah. enjoying it because I'm learning a lot. Last time we talked, I think we talked about the three different filters. And let me see if I remember them. Is God's word true? Mm-hmm. And if it is, what does it say who God is? Mm-hmm. And then what does it say about me? Yes. Like what does God say about me? What, what, not, what does myself think yeah. say about it me? It isn't what a self-help thing at all. Say about me. <laughs> exactly. What, is, what does the TV say about me? And let's be honest, most TV shows show dads as jokesters yeah. and absolute dunces. Like morons. Right. Um, but what does God say about me? And God often refers to us as these um, more than conqueror type guys. And yeah. that doesn't mean we go out and start blowing up political podcasts because, by God, I'm going to rally for that. No, That's not what we're no, talking about. Not at all. It, it's the idea of that we have an inner strength to stand against the crap of this world in a way that um, even in the midst of the darkness, we know that there's hope because the only hope is in Jesus. Well, and I would even say I would challenge that when you talked about, uh, you know, going out and, and fixing things now. I would say time out, everybody, because even the scripture says, like, don't start taking the speck out of your brother's eye until you take out the log in your own. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of time to go, whoa, 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 whoa. Before I start coming out with my, with my you know, new, new opinion of myself, and it's not like a, it's not this, like, like elevated opinion. It's going, God has cast this on me. What does it say about where I'm at right now? The chapter that I've got to heal and let me help not add to someone else's chapter before I understand that I, how I can get I can get healed in mine, you know. And so um, we were talking about you know the, you know the the uh, habitual sins that are in our lives, and the things that kind of catch us up. Thank God I've conquered those. Yeah, me too. I'm all done. I don't I have am, any problems. Uh, I'm living perfect. So that's why we did this so you guys could hear. Thanks to yoga pants, I still struggle. <laughs> Down with yoga did pants. Did I say that? Down with the yoga pants. Yeah, let's cut that out. Just keep them to your wife. Yes. And they're good. Yes. So that's a great point, though, because it starts with stuff like that. Guys are at the coffee shop or guys are at the office or we're at the store and and, you know, a young pair of yoga pants walks by and you have an opportunity to either not look or, or both look. But it's not just don't touch the wet paint. Mm. What we're trying to get to today is beyond just, OK, I'll look this time or I'll do this or making that choice. But to look beyond it and give you the why you shouldn't. And I think part of it is those filters, understanding men. Well, isn't the why just purely Jesus says so? Like, it's somewhere in the Greek, yoga pants are bad, Jesus yoga said so. Right? Isn't, isn't, shouldn't that be enough? <laughs> like, just, you know, don't touch the white paint. The sign is there. Of course I'm not going to. Don't touch the red button. Of course I won't. No. As soon as you say don't do that, what are we drawn to? Yeah, the wet paint. Right. Because ultimately we're like, I don't trust them. I don't think That's it's exactly wet. it. So exactly. And, I, and I, so I think the bigger thing we started thinking about this and as we as we were talking, uh, the first thing that came to mind was Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Mm. And so to just be real, you know, you got Joseph, who's probably about 18. Let's just be gracious and say he's about 18. Right. Been taken from his family, not just taken. Yeah, I was gonna been say. sold by his family, right. by his brothers. Yeah. What a like, bunch of jerks, <laughs> dude. If there's a guy who's justified to go off the rails and live life hedonistically, like, all for me and all for what I want because, by God, my family has betrayed me, my brothers. You know, I mean, dude, there's a few things cut as deep as when family and when brothers betray each other. And yeah. here's a guy 
He goes out, goes to talk to his brothers. Next thing you know, his brothers get pissed at him because he's dad's favorite. Yeah. Which is a whole nother conversation a for another time. And they throw him in a well, expecting him to die, but in dis- instead decide to profit on him, sell him for 20 <coughs> pieces of silver to be a slave in Egypt. Yeah. Joseph is justified being a douchebag and living life for himself. To just be a, yeah, to say, I have enough excuses in my life to act the way that I want to act. Correct. Because of how I've been wounded. Right. And, and I think that's the bigger, the, the bigger element in this is, so I'm looking at Joseph and Potiphar's wife, and you know, you've probably read this story. Uh, it, it's in the book of Genesis. You could to, probably tell no. me. You could I mean, I've read me. the story, but I'd, I'd wager that a lot of guys have not read the yeah, story. Yeah, probably read the so, so So here we are in the book of Genesis, and, and the craziest thing about, about this story, and you guys can look it up. Just look up Joseph and Potiphar's wife in, in the book of Genesis. And so here we are. You know, Joseph is, you know, just like I said, he's a slave. He's caught into, he, he's, he's in this guy's house um, as a slave. And he's, you know, he's helping prosper the guy's land and do all this stuff. But it's not easy. Like, he's told where to go, when to get up, when to go to bed, what to eat, when to go outside. It's not like, oh, can I have a break? No, no, no. Get out there. If you die, you are my, you are my property. And so here he is, young guy at this point, um, and he is, he is, I guess, made an offer by Potiphar's wife to sleep with her. And she's like, but not just once. If you, look in the, if you look in the story, it's over and over. So it's like worn down. It isn't like, oh, that one time at that club, you know, that was offered to me. It's over and over. And it's not someone who's, who's out of his reach. So when he's outside, she might be outside staring at him from inside her room giving him the look, you know, and, and him, him looking in and having to make the choice. Man, my horn, you know, you know, you know, he's sitting there thinking my hormones are running. He's 18. Yeah. My horns are, his hormones are running a thousand miles an hour. And this woman who probably looks pretty good because Potiphar could have whoever he wanted at that right. point. He was right. pretty, pretty wealthy. So he said, okay, I'll take you. So he takes her and, and eventually throughout this period of time, she finds herself inside with just Joseph. And she doesn't just ask Joseph she literally tears his clothes off and says, sleep with me. And he runs away. Right. And I'm like, time out. <laughs> now, I've known enough 18-year-old guys uh, where a strong breeze puts them down. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it doesn't take more than a strong breeze to make them drop to their knees. And right. so I'm going, wait a minute. So, so think back to when we were in high school. Yeah. And there was probably that one teacher that was a little bit hotter than the rest of the teachers. Yes. And all of a sudden, that teacher finds herself in that room and basically goes and propositions you. Correct. You know, so that's exactly it. The tragedy is in our culture. Sometimes that that happens. That happens. It's bad. But I mean, the, the dude to, to just have, put some flesh on this. Yeah, yeah. To have the guts to go. No. Nah. So that's it. So I'm going. Wait. Wait a minute here. Because when I was 18, I don't think I had that much resolve. Maybe no. you guys do no. out there. If you do, please. Send us an email and tell us how you did it. I know 45-year-old men that don't have don't that, have much, that resolve. much resolve. That's exactly it. And so I'm looking at this, and I'm going, wait a minute. What stopped him? Right. So, I, so I go back, and I read it again, and I'm looking through it. I'm like, God, just help me understand this, because what stopped him? What, is he, was he superhuman? No. Or did he not have a sex drive? Or yeah. was there some secret code that he had unlocked that all of a sudden took that stuff away from him? And I'd say all those are wrong, but that's what we can begin to assume. Yeah, we start to assume and say, well, he had a 10-step program, or he, had, he spent every day in his face before God, which is awesome if he was doing that. But I started looking at this, and I realized that the thing that Joseph had was the dream that God gave him so much earlier in his life. Wow. So he had this dream in front of him, and then every time that an offer like that was put up, it was, well, if I do this, I'll never get 
that dream that God had for me. Right. The God-given dream. Not the dream that I have, but the God-given dream. And so, so instead of him focusing on n- not doing this, it was on the dream they have. You know, it's funny. I had a conversation with some guys, and we were in this, we were in kind of a, and I'll call, I'll use the word accountability group. I'm, I, 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 <laughs> I I'm not a word. huge fan of accountability groups, um, and, and I'll explain why. Yeah. And I'll explain why. Yeah. Because it's not like we don't like accountability. Correct. It's just often, yeah, they're just weird. Yeah. And they're just weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll just break this down. Because, so I sat there with these guys, these five guys, and they all struggle with the same sin. And we went around and said, so what's your guy's greatest goal in your life? And all of their goal was to not sin. So I said, wait, 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 say, help me out here. I said, so, so at the end of your life, when the last thing you hear is the few beeps on your machine, and you're holding the, you know, you know, the hand of your wife, and your grandkids are around you, you're going to be satisfied with saying, I'm glad I didn't sin. I'm glad I didn't touch the wet paint. That is pathetic. Yeah. And so, so, so we want, you know, even as I look at, you know, I look at Joseph and I'm like, his goal was not to not sin. His goal was to pursue the dream that God cast on him so much earlier in his life. That changes everything. It does. So then when the battle comes up, you have a balance point. Because again, the filters, if God's word's true, if God is madly in love with us, and if I'm more than a conqueror, then God has that, that has a God designed and God sized dream for me, right. for me to pursue so that I don't look at these other things and go, wow, I, I'm just glad that I didn't touch the way I paid. But it's, no, I became who God's designing me to become. So when that offer gets put on your table. And it will. To, oh, absolutely. Oh, and the more you dive into following Jesus, the more that offer will be there. Because Satan would love nothing more than for you to have a Potiphar moment wife. Or yeah. Moment. Potiphar's wife moment. That's what I meant yeah, to say. Yeah, it's okay. And, uh, and then you buy the lie that now you're disqualified forever. Yeah. You know? And so, and so, so he'd want you to be defeated because then he'll use that. And, if he, and here's the deal. We know you sinned. Like, it's on your sleeve, and I, I'm not even looking at you, and I can see that it's on your sleeve, that we've all sinned because the Bible is very clear to say that we've all fallen short. So we've all messed up. So it's funny how when we sin, then the enemy uses that past sin to say, see, you're just a failure. Yep. So he, tre- he gets you into it. You make the decision to sin, and then he goes, see, you're a failure, and you get defined by that failure. So that's where you got to go back to those filters, walk through it, and then go, who, what, who has God called me to become? And as we begin to walk through that, and this is where I don't like accountability groups. It's, you know, I remember one of my buddies was talking about this. He was in an accountability group years and years ago, and it was with a bunch of guys on, on staff that, it, you know, at, at the church that he was at, and he said, here I am ready to pour out my soul about my brokenness, about Man, I really, I'd love to, I'd love to sleep with my secretary. Is what he, it was, he, he was going to share. And then out of the blue, um, <laughs> the guy in front of him goes, "Well, I, I took some postage stamps from the office," and walled up everybody. <laughs> and that is accountability group versus iron sharpening iron. Right. And so it's the idea of going. It's not so much okay. Put all your sins on the table, and we'll tell you how bad you are, and you know, penance through this thing. But to go, what are the roadblocks that are stopping you from becoming who God's designed you to become? So that sin is no longer an option. It is a roadblock. Right. And I think that's where we need to view it. That's what's so important about knowing God has called me to this so that I don't walk in the I just hope I don't. Because then it becomes a list. Uh, I didn't sin long enough. Like I know guys who struggle with, with pornography. And they'll be fine for like 15 weeks. Yep. And then for some reason they feel validation to go, well, it's been 15 weeks. I've been pretty good. I'm going to look at it again. Yep. 
and they feel like they've earned their right to look at it again. Right, absolutely, absolutely. And often it won't be, I'm going to go fully into the rabbit hole. It's just like, oh, just, you know, oh, this is a funny Facebook thread, you know, about, you know, horrible wedding photos or whatever. Exactly. And then click, click, and you're like, oh, that's kind of attractive. Well, I wonder if there's, and it, it, it will it'll seduce you back into the very thing that you know can disqualify you if you don't keep it in check. If it's not kept in check. That's the way you say Exactly. It. If it's not kept in check. And the only one that can keep it in check is the forgiveness of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Correct. And so as we become who God's designed us to become, and we pull other people into that together, it's no longer just me on my own, and it's not just me and a bunch of guys not trying to sin. It's, it's I pull a bunch of guys along to say, are you becoming who God's designed you to become? Right. And I'm challenging you, and you're challenging me, but it's not so much stop that, stop that, stop that. It's, listen, you're, you're just stopping yourself from becoming who God's designed you to become. You need to stop this because it's, it's, it's literally hurting you. You're just slowing down the process of God working in your life. And it's not just so you can do good things so God says, well done, now good and faithful servant, you haven't sinned. It's beyond that. It, that's like burying the talents in the ground and right. going, oh, well, I knew that you were fearful God. Instead, it's going, no, I invested. I didn't just hold steady. I invested what you gave me because we have one life to spend, and we can spend it once. And that's all we get. You know, I love it. I, I look at Francis Chan, and he, uh, he had adopted a baby, I think, at 48 years old. The numbers might be a little bit off. But he said, he said what am I saving my life up for? Right. So I can spend it when I'm 70? And I'm going, we need to spend it now. So guys, as we're sitting there and we're in work and, and we're stuck in a rut at home, we're stuck. In, God is the abundant life, John 10 for you. Right. It's not to not just sin. It's, it's to become who God has designed you to become. And that's how you walk through it to go, man, this sin is what I'm looking at. I got to look at something bigger. Right. If I focus on something bigger, this sin starts to fade and it becomes a roadblock. It doesn't become the obstacle. And when we take our eyes off of the moment and we start to look beyond that moment to the bigger thing, all of a sudden we can have our heart set against things and say, no, no more. You know, it's the guy, I, I have a guy in our church that is a uh, Iron Man. The guy's freaking awesome. Like the discipline to ride his bike for 100 miles and then swim for two and a half miles and then cap it all off with a jog for 26 miles. Are you kidding me? I mean, I know looking at me, you would think that that was me. I'm not talking about <laughs> myself. I'm not. Um, but, but Are you sure? I, I am. But I promise you, the reason why he's able to get up and do the things that he needs to do is because he has his eyes set on, here's the Ironman that I'm doing in Wisconsin. And, and to, to get there, these are the steps that I need to do. So it's not a problem for him to turn down the hot wings. It's not a problem for him to turn down the donuts. It's not a problem for him to do those things because his eyes are set on that dream of what's to come, not the moment that's being lived. And so he, he's able to set his heart against some things and overcome because the dream is so compelling. That's exactly, you know, it's even like, even in like weight loss, I mean, I just want a six pack or I just want this. And there's no, nothing inherently wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, I have a kick. That's about where I'm at too. But as we walk through that, it's not so much anymore like, like my resolve has changed. Like I want to meet my great grandkids. Hmm. So because of that, I'm not going to eat as much pasta or I'm going to leave that Snickers bar on the shelf as I check out and target because I want to meet my great grandkids because the bigger picture is put in front of me. I think that's the thing is getting the bigger picture in your mind and going, what is the bigger picture? And then writing that down and reminding yourself every day because you, the enemy's going to lie to you. Immediately you write that down and go, you'll never accomplish that. Well, for us to accomplish anything of value, it's going to take God. And that's the element that we need is the God-sized dream. It's, if we can accomplish it, well, who cares? Right. Quite frankly, it's got to be the, if God doesn't show up, 
I'm in trouble. Like right. I'm in deep trouble. This is not going to happen. So I need you to show up, God, or this is going to fail. So let me ask you an honest question. God-sized dreams. How in the world do you, because I, I would wager to bet most guys, myself included, as you're saying this, I'm realizing that I'm, I don't know if I have that compelling God dream. I'm kind of living life. I'm getting through the grind, trying to hang on to the weekend till I can hang out, smoke some Everybody's meat. working for the weekend. Everybody's. <laughs> Sorry. Working for the uh, reason, I picture Chris Farley right there <laughs> in that SNL skit. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Um, Bad picture. Bad picture. But anyways, um, so, so. How do you how do you begin to see the dream that God has for you? Like that's the next step. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So He's got a dream for me. I'm His masterpiece. I'm wonderfully made. I'm more than a conqueror. Great. How do I begin to see that dream in the midst of the noise, in the midst of the doubt, and in the midst of just the the, the grind that is life? I would say, and I'm just going to share my story, my journey, is I wrote down a bucket list. Oh. I wrote down a bucket list, not just of, so I did one of things I want to do, and I also wrote down a bucket list of places I wanted to go, and I wrote down a bucket list not just for myself, not like I want to do this on my own. In my family, where do I want us to go? Like, what do we, what do we want to do as a family? So I brought, so this is when you can combine your dreams with your family, because so many times guys are going, well, I've, I, this dream must mean I need to do this minus my family, without even thinking, like, or, or how can I do this because I have a family? No, no, no. God has given you a dream and your family together. So we work together. So then you have a sweet, awesome time with your family, whether it's at dinner and all of a sudden you just pull out a pad and you go, okay, kids, if we could do anything, what would you want to do? Oh, we want to go to Disney. Oh, we want to go to whatever. Like start with simple things. Like I want to go to, you know what? Uh, I live in Dallas. So I want to see all the historical stuff in Dallas. My kids are like, that's boring. Well, I wrote it down. Why? Because <laughs> cause that, is a, that is an indication of your heart. Like you like those things. Write those down. Write, write the kids' things down. Have your wife write those things down with you. Like, sit there. And then write a list with just you and your wife and go, what do we want to do? What do we want to accomplish? And then from there, start going, in your own personal life, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And so it started with this huge, huge list. And you start seeing similarities in that list. And you start breaking these down. Like, we want to visit. What, here's the place we want to visit. Here's the things we want to do to, to accomplish as a family. Even finances, like here's what I want to do. And you start writing this down. Now that gets really overwhelming at first because you're like, I'll never get there. Right. We're not supposed to do them all right now. Just pick one. Right. And you start walking towards that one and you see that God works in that. And you start moving forward. And even if it fails in the, in the heart of God, it really doesn't fail. Like, oh, we're, we're, we have this giant jar of change. And we started out, oh, this is our Disney fund. And we just, so then the kids can take a quarter and they can be a part of our Disney trip, and they put that quarter in there. Right. And they're five, and they've, they put that quarter in there, but they're a part of the Disney trip. They're a part of the dream that you're And they at five begin to see, wow, pursuing dreams takes time. Right. It takes my investment, and you start doing that, but it starts with writing everything down that you possibly can to go, this is who I want to become. Because generally, if you say, are you becoming who you want to become? You go and you say, and, and you realize what you don't want to become, and then you start saying, who do I want to become? And you feel stunted. But that's where just jarring, like getting the juices flowing to start writing everything down about where you want to, where you want to be in the next five years, ten years, whatever. So um, I, I think you're really smart in the sense that if you start with very simple, tangible things, like yeah. God's dream for us, honestly, is not that we would go to Disney. Correct. But Correct. it begins a process of where we start to dream about things beyond where we're currently at. Yes. Taking our eyes off of today and putting them towards something bigger and something greater. Yes. Um, and I think that will then come on to, okay, so I know what I'm bad at. 
and I know some of the things we're good at, right? Yeah. You know, and we as a family, what are we good at as a family? So like my family, one of the things that we're good at is loving our neighbors. Yeah. You know, very true. Now we're good at that. But what I've come to realize is we're uniquely good at that. That's not just like, like a lot of people want to love their neighbors. A lot of people want to know their neighbors, but not a lot of people are uniquely gifted to set up a, an environment where neighbors just love to hang out, where kids just love to hang out. And so one of the things that I think as you go through that process of learning these temporal things, temporal dreams, God will then use those skills to, to, to shoehorn it into eternal dreams, you yeah. know, of saying, okay, how are you and your wife uniquely gifted together? That's good, yeah. How, how are your kids uniquely gifted? And to see the dreams that God has for them in the unique gifting that he's given them. And then no longer am I living for myself or living for my paycheck or just living for that trip to Disney. Now we begin to say, okay, when we're at Disney, what's our family going to do? Yeah. You know? and, and I love the story. You guys got to go to Disney recently. Yes. And your daughter dressed up as... As, as Belle. As Belle. Oh, and, gosh. And, okay. So I know cute. your daughter, dude. She is uniquely gifted to just bring joy to people, you know? And, and what happened when you guys were at, at Disney? I would wager to bet you didn't even see it, but w- talking about it, I immediately heard it. At Disney, your daughters were walking around like Belle, and people just celebrated. Like, yeah, they did. Like, run up to her and celebrate. And so she got joy because she was living out her unique gifting. That's true, yeah. And other people were being blessed by it because they were a part of her unique gifting. Yeah. And hopefully, you have a chance to refer back to that and remind her in the dark days of junior high, I know. Sweetheart, you're uniquely gifted. Yeah. Like, there's no one else that does life the way you do life. Yeah. And God uses that for some amazing things. You learn how to celebrate your kids. That's exactly what you say. Because cause I know that you're you're at this point, even in junior high with some of your kids, of like, where I know you've probably got to celebrate them because, man, junior high is probably the worst time. You know, if you can just hang on through junior high. But it isn't even just hanging on. It's 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 We have the opportunity to speak life. And we're gonna, we'll, we'll talk about that in one of the podcasts of, of speaking life to our kids in those stressful right. situations, those stressful environments. But I know that that even there, there's there's an opportunity. You know, it's funny. It's funny that that you say that because, as we when we were at Disney, you're right. You know, I mean, I remember Lily was was dressed up, and we went into one place at, at like Epcot Center, and they rang a bell, and they said, "Ladies and gentlemen, Bell has just arrived," and we're all like, "What, Bell?" And they were talking about my my daughter. So, not you know, I guess I uh, I teared up a little. There must have been some smoke in the air or something. But here I am taking video of people bending down to get my daughter's autograph and they made her feel special and then even in the park some some young lady walked up some girl it's teenager was just like can i get your autograph bell and knocked her on her feet and i was like so here i am like lost but then just you say it perfectly as we pursue who the dream that god's given us we challenge and we invite others automatically into that because they go that's the jesus i want to follow right because we make jesus palatable because it's like this is an adventure this isn't a list of do's and don'ts. It's not just show up on Sunday, wear the right clothes, look the, look the part, and then say that Christian four-letter F word, I'm fine. Right. We're not fine. And even in the becoming who Christ has designed us to become, we're not going to be okay. It's going to be messy. It's going to be dirty. But that's where we keep falling back, and that's when those filters become pillows. Right. If I failed, what do I do? I'm still not a failure. I just failed. I found a way not to do it. 
Right. Because truth, if this is truth, then God's not, God did not pull the rug out from under me. These financial problems are not because God hates me and wants to, you know, as, as, as Jim Carrey says in Bruce Almighty, pull off my feelers and watch me squirm. Like, that's not who God is. He's not a big guy with a, with a giant magnifying glass burning, burning me in the head. He is a God who is still for me, or it's all a lie, and none of it's true. Right. And I think we have to keep coming back to that kind of resolve as we pursue who God's designed us to become. So fighting our, our daily habitual stuff, the key is start to take your eyes off the moment and look beyond. Yes. See and identify some of those God dreams that he has for us. Start off in a simple process of maybe doing some temporal dreams. Yeah. What do we as a family want to accomplish? What do I as a person want to accomplish? But don't stop there. Yep. Begin the process of praying mm-hmm. and saying, okay, God, here's the temporal stuff that's here today, gone tomorrow. What's the eternal stuff that will last forever? And how are you uniquely gifting me, my life experiences, what I'm uniquely good at? And, and here's the deal. Yeah. Most of the stuff we're uniquely good at, we don't see because it comes easy to us. And we have a culture that values hard work. Yeah. And so because it comes easy to us, we go, oh, well, it's no big deal. Everyone probably does it. Yeah. No, not no. everyone does it. You do it. And yeah. you do it better than most people. So you're uniquely gifted in that. And God is pouring his dream into that unique gifting. And, 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 and I think I said it, but I want to say it one more time. Do not start dreaming about the God, what God has for you without developing constant prayer. If you leave this up to you That's and good. what you think, it will go horribly wrong. The only reason why Joseph was able to continue to pursue, because Potiphar's wife called him out. He refused. She claimed that he raped her. Yeah. He went back to prison. Yeah. Low man on it the It got harder. Pole. It got crazy hard. But he was still able to overcome those because he was connected to the Father. You know that whole yeah. Luke, uh, John 15. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Good. Remain yeah. in me. Trust me with the fruits that I'm pushing through you. But stay connected to the Father. And so I think that's the, that's the, the fundamental. And most of us guys don't do it. You yeah. know, we come up with a plan, we execute the plan, we move on. And we forget to remain connected to the Father who continually pours that out in us. Well, I love that you said the word unique. Cause, cause, so, so part of my journey in even starting Known Legacy and what I was doing there was, was me. I didn't accept the truth that I was. I, I kept believing the lies. Because um, I was like, well, I'm not uniquely gifted like this. Other people must be thinking the way I'm thinking. And right. God's going... No, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. I designed you to think this way because no one else is going to. But then I kept hearing this challenge from him. Okay, well, if, you know, he talks about if, if, if we as followers don't, don't worship him, he'll cause the rocks to cry out. And so I was like, oh, crud. So I'm going, so God just said, Bill, if, if, you, if you won't do this, I'll just find somebody else. And I was like, no, I want, like, no, 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 no. So then it caused me to go, I need to just jump, jump that cliff and start this. And if I fail, okay, but I'm failing running forward towards the Father. Well, and, and, and isn't that a good indicator or a good signpost to, to, to indicate you're getting close to the dream that God has for you? That if all of a sudden you hear the whisper, I'll just get someone else to do it, you are physically like, oh, yeah, no. This ain't going to happen. I, no. And I think that when you get to that point and you feel like if this was taken away from you, or this was poured into someone else, that you would be mad or upset or hurt, Yeah, that's probably you're getting pretty close to the dream that God has for you. That he's pressing into you going, okay, do it now. Yeah. But I think right now we need to live in preparation of that by going, okay, and again, you're like, 
for 40 years or for 30 years I've been playing church. So I think a great place to start, even this week, tangibly, write, write down a bucket list for yourself. Mm-hmm. Write down a bucket list for your family. Sit down with your wife and write down a bucket list if your kids are still in the house. If not, then write down where you're at. Wherever you are is the, it, is the perfect spot for you to start dreaming. With you as a single man who's maybe, maybe divorced and struggling with that, get your kids in the room. And, and challenge them to dream with you. That's sweet memories you're never going to get back. Like, like you're going to have those forever if you hold on to those. If you're married, sit down with your wife and say, honey, and they, it may take her out of left field. Whoa, whoa, where'd this come from? <laughs> but take her out. Take her out. Go grab a coffee with her. Go, go have a date night and pull out a pad and go, okay, what's our dreams for the next five years? What's our dreams for the next year, five years, yes. ten years, whatever it is? And, and, and you don't have to just stick with those, but start the conversation. Right. And here's the deal. It's not a one-time conversation. No, you, you've got to keep going back to it because your wife will be taken out of left field because she's living more in the day to day grind than probably men are yeah. in a lot of ways. Just continue to ask the question. What are we dreaming about for the next five years? Yeah. What are we dreaming about for the next 10 years? How has God uniquely gifted us to be family, to be married? Why would he make us one? That kind of stuff. So well done. Good stuff. Have a great week, guys. We'll see you next time. All right. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.